Hello and welcome to the Sustainability Leader Series. I'm Oriel Morrison. Singapore may be one of the world's most densely populated countries, but it also ranks as one of the most sustainable. The city-state's progress in sustainability, driven by the government's green initiatives, spearheaded by the SGP 2030 or the Singapore Green Plan 2030. We have to really be quite creative in how we look at technologies and we are investing seriously. Singapore tops the ranking in Knight Frank's APAC Sustainably Led Cities Index and ranks fourth in Asia Pacific in the Arcata Sustainable Cities Index. We've been on a huge journey in terms of um, the evolution of an urban centre. Uh, I think a big investment in infrastructure, public spaces, a big investment in transport. And one of the things that I think jumps out for me is the equality. So each citizen feels like that they're, uh, they've got equal access to all of those things. The Singapore Green Plan 2030 is aligned with the UN's 2030 Sustainable Development Agenda and the Paris Agreement and includes the ambitious goal of achieving net zero greenhouse gas emissions by 2050. In the short term, there are concrete targets like developing more than 300 acres of new parks and building up the circular economy. Many cities are copying Singapore on a, a range of their innovations. The other thing they're doing is building a lot more environmental factors into the way they build their cities, the biophilics as we call it, the beautiful forest in the city type things that are, and, and they're built into all their dense urban developments including their rail systems and how they build around their stations. It is actually a better place to walk around, it's, it's a cooler city, it's got high, biodiversity is returning to the city. Since Singapore has launched its Singapore Green Plan, the focus in the country has been everywhere from the news that we hear, from the leaders that passionately share their stories on why we all need to come together. This focus has ensured that there is awareness from the communities that we live in and the enterprises and the role that enterprises play to come together to contribute to these goals. We have done this on several fronts. For our very own data centres, we have focused on energy efficiency measures on all fronts. Long-term investments include funding training programmes for jobs in sustainable building, solar technology and green finance. To talk more about Singapore's sustainability journey, I'm joined now by Singapore's Minister for Sustainability and the Environment, Minister Grace Fu. Minister, such a pleasure to have you with us today. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, the Singapore Green Plan 2030 is an ambitious plan. How is it progressing? It's progressing very well. I mean, we are all excited about this. We are really uh, galvanised to reach our target. Just the last one month, we have passed two pieces of legislation, both to formulate uh, the carbon tax that we're going to be implementing from now to probably 2026, 2027. And we'll also have a new piece of legislation on EV charging infrastructure. So we are really making great progress. And uh, you can see that, you know, we have our largest um, photovoltaic farm on the reservoir 
being implemented, and we are making making very good headway in importing electricity from our neighbors. We now we are now importing a small amount from Laos through a ASEAN grid, Laos, Malaysia, Thailand to Singapore, and it's really to try out this grid that allow us then later on to extend our importation possibilities from the region. So it's really making good headway. It sounds like you are taking great strides forward. What are the steps that are going to be the focus over the next few years? And, and how much of this progress has been and will continue to be affected by the COVID-19 pandemic? Well, I, I think that we are moving on. Um, even though we are coming through a COVID-19 with a weakened economy globally, but uh, we, we know that climate change doesn't wait for anybody. Mm. So we're going to move ahead with our plans and we have, we're going to make a few major steps. I mentioned about carbon tax that will put a price on carbon emission. And that's a very strong signal to our industries that they will have to look at decarbonization seriously. Uh, and we're looking at, you know, working with our petrochemical refinery sectors. These are the large emitters, hard to abate, but we will work with them closely to cross uh, technology adoption and also for the industry themselves to work together to reduce waste, to improve efficiency and to really increase their energy efficiency in their processes. We're also looking at moving in a big, big way in our built environment. We have this 80-80-80 uh, target, which is really to move 80% of our office space to green space as in high energy efficiency spaces. We're looking at moving 80% of our new builds to the, to the highest standards um, in um, energy efficiency and carbon efficiency. And we're looking at you know, having 80% rise in our standards. So it's not just about expanding the area, but also increasing the standards we impose on our built environment. Mm. And we are looking at importation in a more significant way. We have announced our intention to increase uh, the energy procurement from the region of renewable energy. So that's getting quite a bit of interest uh, from uh, you know, the renewable uh, energy guys. They're looking at probably importation from the region, Indonesia, possibly Malaysia, and even possibly Australia. Uh, and in the, it, these are the, some of the areas that is making strides. Uh, the government ourselves, we're going to put our really money where our mouth is green procurement, we're going to make, you know, anything that is funded, any building that's funded by the government to meet the highest standards in terms of sustainability. So we are really putting a procurement budget to into good effect, requiring all government agencies to procure, um, you know, in a sustainable way. And even in our spaces, our office space, we want to increase the temperature here uh, so that, you know, we can reduce the, the energy that's needed. And in many of our infrastructure, such as in waste to energy plants, such as our water reclamation and waste treatment plant, we're going to really work towards you know, lowering the energy that's needed, lowering our carbon footprint. Mm. So across all sectors, from private sector to municipal services to waste recycling, we have gone to e-waste and we are going to start charging plastic bags and we are putting in place a beverage container return scheme as well over the next two years. So across many, many sectors, funded 
engined, engined by really a strong green finance um, system here. We're promoting green finance. We're going to really put a lot of the private sector money to, to bear uh, and encouraging, incentivizing investments in green projects. Mm. Minister, what are the, some of the main challenges that, that you're facing when it comes to achieving the Singapore Green Plan 2030 and, of course, achieving net zero by 2050? You know, Aurea, our, our constraint is that we have nothing here in Singapore. Yeah. We have no land, we have no natural resources, we don't have high mountains for hydro, neither do we have thermal. Uh, so without much of these um, resources for deployment of renewable energy, we are very constrained. Uh, solar, even if we deploy to the max, we're, not, we're talking about not more than 10% of energy mix. So how do we, um, you know, find our constraint really not as constraints, but really opportunities for, for innovation. I think that's the challenge that we throw to all Singapore and Singaporean companies. Um, we have to look at ways that we can really, you know, intensify our land use, uh, a way that really will increase our energy efficiency. So, for example, we're looking at deploying, you know, um, uh, the, the solar uh, panels on areas that, you know, that we haven't thought about, such as on our reservoir, such as on water bodies, such as on, you know, infrastructure, uh, such as, you know, uh, transport hub. Uh, we have to really be quite creative in how we uh, look at technologies and we are investing seriously in some of these new nascent technologies that's so critical to our decarbonization, such as in CCUS, in carbon capture, utilization and storage, such as in green hydrogen. Uh, and we are investing not just in the technology of production, but technology in transportation and storage, because we are a major transport hub. Putting all this together, Minister, what is Singapore's role then on a global level going forward? We do not want to think that we have a global role, but I think in certain areas, we do have significant activities. I mentioned that we have a significant port operations, we are a major maritime hub, uh, we are a major aviation hub, and as, as well as a finance hub. So how do we bring our strengths to bear and help you know, drive sort of adoption of technology? I think that's the biggest role that Singapore can play. Uh, for, so for example, in the area of aviation fuel, because we have many airlines operating out of Changi Airport, we have a large petrochemical and refinery sector in Singapore, and we have a large finance sector that is very, very committed to decarbonize. We will be able to activate private sector money, capital, loans, equity into new technologies that's able to bring our aviation operations into a more sustainable level. So interesting things, interesting discussions, interesting investment is going on right now to look at you know, sustainable aviation fuel, to look at circularity in you know, some of our waste management uh, companies. How do we bring the waste, gasify it so that we can extract new gases out of it and recycle the carbon? So these are all, you know, interesting um, amalgamation of technologies across adjacent industries, from refinery to aviation to waste management, so that we can find circularity of carbon and try to capture it as much as possible. What sort of advice, Minister, would you give to your regional neighbours to help them achieve the same sort of progress that you're, that you're making in Singapore? 
You know, our our neighbors in ASEAN, we're all very committed. We discussed this uh, many times and, you know, and everyone is on board. But I think it's really about leveling up in terms of know-how, in terms of competency, in terms of finance, in terms of standards. And, and I think this is where I know Singapore is very keen to work with our neighbors together with third parties to level up the level of um, understanding. Um, so we are working with countries such as New Zealand, Norway, Japan to do a kind of tripartite training capability building programs in Southeast Asia. Minister, we really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining us here on the APAC Network today. Thank you very much. And that wraps it up for this episode in the Sustainability Leader Series. I'm Oriel Morrison. For more on this special 13-part series, head to apacnetwork.com.